Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Joe brought to you by thesportster.com. My name is Jim Parsons. Uh, here with the Sportster as well. Norman Quarantine on the other line. Norman, how you doing? I'm good, man. Good. Uh, Royal Rumble is now in the books, and so is Raw. That followed the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. Rumble was pretty good. We're going to talk about that on the show today. Uh, there wasn't not everything was perfect, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, entries and how they book those matches are always uh, subject to interpretation. But there was a lot of uh, action. The storyline to end the show seems to be very critically well-received. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about the Royal Rumble today and then probably carry over a little bit into Monday Night Raw just because most of that show had to do with the fallout and what comes next after the Rumble. So I'll ask you first, uh, overall, what did you think of the Royal Rumble? Did you like it? Were you not a fan? Impressed? Not so much? What did you think? Um, I thought it was... I enjoyed I definitely enjoyed it for sure. Um yeah, I didn't think it was, you know, I, I I certainly don't think it was a sort of, um, I'm curious about how I'll feel about it in a year's time. Let's put it that way, because obviously it's still a little bit fresh and all that. But um, yeah, uh, immediate um, reaction is that I don't think it is um, like a, a greatest of all time sort of pay-per-view. I don't think it will really like sort of live long in our memory as, as you know, one of the all-time great wwe premium live events uh but it was certainly very enjoyable in the moment and there were some really good segments of it that were like very very good some less so but uh yeah for the most part i'd say it was i'd say it was you know if let's say like like wrestlemania 17 is let's call that like a 10 out of 10 maybe uh i'd say this was more like a 6.5 or a 7 okay that's fair i would say you are i agree with you when you say when you look at this in a year where where Mm -hmm. are we at because I will contend right now from watching it that the way that the show ended, the pay-per-view with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would put this up there for me. Now, right. if uh-huh. the Sami Zayn stuff doesn't turn out to be anything more than, say, a tag title reign with Kevin Owens, 
mm-hmm. and he never goes on to main event a major pay-per-view or win mm-hmm. the world title mm-hmm. or anything like that, then I might go, okay, well, this didn't this won't live in our memory as one of the defining moments in someone's career or whatever the case might be. Was it really well done? Yes, absolutely. It might yeah. have been one of the best long-term storylines in years in WWE. And they were playing out the importance of why long-term storytelling matters so much in professional wrestling. That was so well done. Uh, but again, you're right. If Sami Zayn doesn't go on to hold the title at any point, or it's really just a tag match at WrestleMania with the Usos or something, then maybe this isn't as as big. The Rumble matches themselves, um, I thought were pretty well booked. I like them mm. way better than last year. Uh, people mm. are all over this. There were no surprises, which is total hogwash. There's a ton of surprises happened in the mm. Rumble. Were they the surprises people wanted? Maybe not, but there was still a bunch of them. And mm-hmm. the Wyatt match was really, well, I guess Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss was probably the downer match for me. I didn't really love it. Uh, and the Wyatt thing was kind of like a glow bowling alley spectacle, which was interesting and still didn't tie anything together. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I thought overall it was pretty good. I, I would maybe give it like a seven, seven and a half out of 10. I think it was, it was very well done. Both of the Rumbles matches were more well booked. And then the last match of the night was awesome. So um, I was really, really happy with that. What did you make of the Jey Uso part of this? So that's mm. the thing that has surprised most people. And I'll give you my theory as to why it's happening here in a minute. But when he walked away from the bloodline, were you surprised by that? Were you not shocked by that? Were you expecting him to have that reaction? Yeah, I mean, so I think, you know, going into it, I think, um, I don't think anyone necessarily predicted that, but it was a really, really nice touch. And when it, I think it was one of those things that was kind of like, in hindsight, we were like, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense for him to do that. Not Well, not perfect sense, since he was the, the you know, Jay was the reluctant one, right? Uh, initially. Um, am I right there? Yeah, Jay, yeah, the, yeah, Jay hated him. Like, at the right. very beginning, it was Jay didn't trust him. There was no... Uh, no love loss for Sammy at all. He didn't want him in the group. It was mm-hmm. Jimmy and Solo who were sort of buddy buddy with Sammy, and Roman kept saying, "No, trust me, I know what I'm doing." And then Jay came around, um, right. and now Jay is kind of suggesting, "No, this is my this is my brother now." And did you catch yeah. the moment when he's like, "No, that's my brother," and then Jimmy yells mm-hmm. at him, "No, I'm your brother," yeah, and starts beating him. Like that was I don't know if a lot of people noticed that, but there was like this moment where Jimmy was really sort of jealous of Jay mm-hmm. having said that. Um, even though Sammy is not his brother at all. Yeah. Right? I think what's important as well to note is that all the performances for, I mean, look, when we talk about also, I think it's, you know, when we talk about, um, you know, performances in, in wrestling, we're not, ta- we're not necessarily talking about, uh, you know, the Academy Awards or, or the Tonys or anything like that. But, um, you know, because at the end of the day, this is a bunch of, a bunch of jocks playing theater kid, you know, so we're mm-hmm. not, you know, none of these people are like professionally trained actors, <laughs> but these performances were brilliant, right? Sami Zayn was great. Roman Reigns was great. I mean, wrestling is melodramatic. I, I want it to be melodramatic. I don't think we would watch it if if it was trying to be, I want it to be kind of silly and sort of hammy and a little bit more sort of theatrical and over the top. I don't want it to be too, you know, uh, too serious, take itself like too seriously. So yeah, I think, you know, Roman Roman's performance was was a little over the top, but in a way that it had to be because, you know, they're they're playing to the rafters, right? Um, so yeah, that's important to know. All the performances here were great. Jimmy and Jay were great, Sammy was great, Roman was great, even KO was was brilliant as always. Um, so yeah, this 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 feud and this this particular segment and this match were all sort of really, really, really well done. Um 
But I think it's also we have to note that I I don't know. I, I guess, you know, it feels like a lot of this happened organically and that they just kind of rode the wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, mm. I'm I'm with you. When Paul Heyman's the worst performer in the room, that tells right. you how good everybody's doing. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, like Paul Heyman's good. And mm-hmm. when he's the one who's over the top and he's the one you're like, oh, my gosh, that was campy. Right. Then you know how good everybody's doing with this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the reality of it. But yes, I think you're right. I think the and I, I'll tell you what I think for timing. Uh, some people might say, oh, man, Sammy doing this now and whatever. I think this timing had to be at the rumble. I think it was critical that they do this now because the concern here is that what do you do with Sammy's aim and Cody Rhodes for WrestleMania? If the plan is to have Cody Rhodes live out his childhood dream mm-hmm. and win the world title, people will turn on Cody Rhodes. I think there's already this feeling that he's on the verge of maybe not being a baby face. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of got this, I, I've got this re- relationship with the people and blah, 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 blah. And he does, but he, I don't know at any moment in WWE when fans get sort of tired of this honeymoon phase, they might turn on him like they did mm-hmm. in AEW. Mm-hmm. And you do not want to have a popularity contest between Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes because yeah. Cody Rhodes is going to lose every day of the week. Yeah, right? at the, this moment in time, for yes. sure. Yeah, the fans absolutely want to see Sami win the world title from Roman Reigns, and they would prefer it over Cody Rhodes. So, mm. what you have to do is give Sami his moment at Elimination Chamber, which is going to be probably a match which happens to be in Montreal, where people will lose their mind over Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens working together to maybe take this thing from Roman. Um, mm. You have to have this moment now. Like I mm. think you and whatever, and if you really want to set something up funny. And I think it was Brian Alvarez who suggested this was that Jay could have been, could turn on Sammy at elimination chamber, then rejoin the Usos again. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get your tag team match from, right? Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Maybe the Usos lose at that point and people go mm-hmm. crazy. So it doesn't necessarily lead to the Sammy Zane world title thing, but it also doesn't pit you against Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. which you do not want to do. If you're WWE, if this is the road you're going down and it's Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, which it now is officially at WrestleMania 39, you mm-hmm. need every reason for people to get behind Cody Rhodes and putting Sammy Zayn in his way does not help. So yeah. I think that's why the timing of this at the Royal Rumble was absolutely critical because you got it. Like, and, and I think you, had mentioned, and we talked about this in our little Slack conversation while we were watching the Rumble, about would Sami Zayn maybe take the spot of Rey Mysterio? And I was like, I don't think you put Sami in this match because if you do, everyone's going to want him to win it and you've got a Daniel Bryan situation all over again, right? So mm-hmm. I don't think, I think it was smart to keep him out of it. Like you mm. just kind of got to do the Sami Zayn thing, let people get really behind him in his hometown at the Elimination Chamber, make that pay-per-view all about him. He was probably not going to win it, but... Um, that's okay because at some point you had to move on from this and you had to get to Cody versus Roman, um, especially if Austin's turned down WWE and the Rock ain't coming. Um, this is the this is their their big payday marquee match and you need all roads open for Cody to get there, right? No pun intended. Um, yeah, so I thought it was really well done. I like the timing of it. I'm interested to see what they do at Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. My thought is it leads to a tag match. Um, but we'll see where all this goes. Well, there's also the option where they can have, but I don't know, like I, I can't necessarily see this happening. This is mostly just not a prediction. It's more of a fantasy booking kind of scenario. But what you could have Sami Zayn win his way into that title match and make it a triple threat match, right? We've seen that before uh, with, with, with Daniel Bryan. And um, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen it before. It's worked before when someone who the crowd has organically got 
got behind can can sort of uh you know win their way into the the big the big wrestlemania match there's two nights they could they don't have to do elimination chamber they could have sammy uh they could have set up some sort of match with sammy maybe he's maybe he takes on uh solo and, and jimmy and in a handicap match on night one and if he wins he's in the main you know the main event on night two uh i think they they've got a lot of options and and the question is if they're gonna go if they're gonna sort of uh you know are they gonna sort of just continue to go down their 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 plan because it's i think it's pretty obvious that uh cody is the heir apparent and they want cody to carry the company as a babyface champion uh i wouldn't be surprised if Roman, if we don't see roman reigns for about six months after after wrestlemania to be honest with you yeah uh he needs some time off obviously um he and yeah so it's pretty obvious that that's what they want but are they gonna you can have sammy win i look you can have sammy win at wrestlemania and have cody win at SummerSlam, or have cody win at next year's wrestlemania i think cody i don't think is someone i don't i can't imagine him throwing his toys out of the pram look we know he, we know he likes how he likes to sort of book himself and how he likes to present himself um but i also think he'd be willing to do the the right thing uh based on just based on how the, the crowd i don't think he wants to end up in another situation like he did at AEW, like you mentioned earlier right he doesn't want the crowd to turn on him so if that's mm-hmm. what he doesn't want then the smart thing for him to do would be to uh just sort of hold his hands up and be like yeah i guess sammy should should win this one and then maybe a little bit later down the road i can i can do it you know yeah well i think the original plan was to have sammy and ko be a tag team and then sammy joining the bloodline got so popular that they ran with it mm-hmm. and then sort of put kevin owens to the side and gave him a couple other things to work on until they could get back to this again i also think it's not a coincidence like on raw we saw dominic in the judgment day you know, having a beef with Cody Rhodes. I think you're going to see this on a regular basis where WWE puts the most hated people. Dominic has done a masterful job of being an annoying heel. I think all of these heels are going up with Cody Rhodes here in the next couple months because, um, or a month and a half, because I think you want to have Cody up against people who you want to hate, right? Like whether it's the Miz or Dominic or whomever, name the worst hated heel in WWE who people just love to boo because they find them super annoying. Those mm. people will be in programs with Cody Rhodes for the next four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think they WWE really, really wants to make sure that Cody Rhodes goes in to WrestleMania still on a high, still being cheered. I think they're going to work the crap out of this pectoral injury. Like Finn Balor did in their match on Monday night raw, mm. really making the sympathy, you know, baby face like, Oh, Cody's not a hundred percent. Cody, How's he going to do this against Roman Reigns? He's still not where he should be. You know, they're going to make him the ultimate underdog, even though the idea here is that he's the one guy who might be able to do this. So mm. it'll be really, really interesting. What'd you think of the two Royal Rumble women's matches or not the women's matches, but the men's and women's match. Yeah. So the men's match came on first mm. and Gunther seems to be getting all the praise. Like people mm. just absolutely love this dude. And he, to his credit, was awesome. Yeah, coming in at number what? Number one. Number and last one and, and well, yeah. I guess one and two are essentially the same with Sheamus mm. rolling back that Clash at the Castle match uh for a couple minutes or a minute and a half anyway, getting all the way to the end and then being eliminated by Cody Rhodes, which I also thought was genius booking because he's beating the little living crap out of Cody's pectoral muscle mm. um and turning it red and all of a sudden he gets through it. So I thought that was really well done. Gunther was my winner uh for that match. Uh, there were a couple other things that I I liked, but um, you know he was my big winner. What did you think of the men's match? Yeah, I like. I mean, I liked it. I thought for the most part it was really well booked, and I I enjoyed. There was there was some some 
slow points that weren't as as entertaining and some some kind of really fun moments you know booker t coming in uh he was in incredible shape i'm in incredible shape i'm surprised he didn't he didn't last a little longer um yeah it was it was it was a really fun the men's was 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 a super fun match and then like you said yeah gunther was absolutely the the star of the show really even though he didn't win he he was in there for a very long time we was in there for over an hour yeah he's holding yeah. he holds the record now i guess which i thought yeah. it was it's crazy when you consider that you've now got a 90 second window instead of a two minute window, which automatically gives people in the old rumbles, the leg up when it comes mm. to how long they're in the match. Cause the match is just longer. Mm. Um, but yeah, he still, he broke the record uh, going. Well, it felt like people were coming in like five seconds apart in this yeah, one. Well, Cause that entry was so bloody long. Mm, By the time they yeah. got to the ring, there was another guy coming right behind them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Gunther is amazing. He's, I mean, look, if you've, if you followed independent wrestling and European wrestling, um, then you, you know that he, you know, he's, he's been, uh, an incredible in incredibly gifted in ring performer for many years now uh you should if you if you haven't go and watch some of uh waters stuff from wxw and progress and uh even some of his pwg stuff he's just you know he looked at he looked very different back then he's he's he really uh he re- i don't want to say he got in shape because he he wasn't that, that sort of implies that he was not in shape before but he has sort of uh slimmed down um and and but somehow managed to maintain his sort of uh imposing and intimidating sort of uh aura um and then yeah in the ring he just always delivers always mm-hmm. uh he was he, you know in NXT he didn't he didn't really have too much to do in NXT but he you know especially at the top of the card maybe in NXT UK he did for sure but in regular NXT you know we didn't really see that much from him on the top of the card but he just always delivers and 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 yeah he's he's had some some absolutely brilliant matches in in not just in wwe but in, in independent promotions too um and so it's really refreshing and and it's cool just to see how quickly he's 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 he's, he's i mean he's taken to the main roster like a duck to water and he <laughs> a duck to water unintended <laughs> uh he and if you remember back probably six seven years ago he was on stone cold's podcast and he said he had no interest in moving to the u.s and uh look at him now <laughs> thriving absolutely thriving and yeah yeah i i would be very surprised if we didn't see a a world title run from him some point in the next few years yeah i think he's he's definitely the kind of heel that you could put up against your baby face champion and really make that a fun rivalry i'll tell you my other big winner for the men's match and for the women's to be honest with you i thought wwe did a very very good job of making sure they didn't paint themselves into any corners Mm. Um, and when I say that, I specifically am talking about some of the names that were in this match. Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul. Uh, you had a lot of people in these matches who in the wrong creative hands or eliminated in the wrong order or at the wrong time. This could have really backfired on mm. WWE. And I think they did a very good job. Like having Lesnar be eliminated so quickly by Bobby Lashley right. comes as a surprise, but you believe it. Right, yeah. It, like, and Lesnar has dominated the Royal Rumbles, and he gets tossed like mm-hmm. quickly by Lashley. And then when Lashley goes, you're not super surprised. Seth Rollins not winning. I think a lot of people would have picked Seth Rollins if it wasn't you know Sami Zayn in it, or the favorite was Cody Rhodes. I think Seth Rollins was probably the second favorite. Mm-hmm. His elimination uh, was not a huge shocker. I think the Logan Paul spot uh, brought people back from being a little upset that he was even in the match with Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty cool. Like, I think they did a very good job of making sure that they booked things properly so that you didn't get mad at any one participant in the match 
or WWE for booking it that way, right? You mm-hmm. can understand why Cody wins. The, I guess the one whatever is that Cody comes in number 30, right? But whatever. But like still. I mean, I, yeah, he's coming back from injury and I guess he, he you know, he's... Well, we know I'm why, surprised, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he wrestled on Monday, honestly. I, I thought he was... I my I mean, it just shows you how sort of resilient and then what a impressive sort of physical specimen the man is. But I thought he was going to come back for the Rumble, win that, and then I don't think I... My assumption was we wouldn't see him in the ring again until Mania, but um, yeah, he's 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 good to go. It seems like. Yeah, like I just thought they did a really good job. Even like the Dominic stuff when Ray didn't show up, it was subtle enough that it worked, right? Yeah. Edge coming in and you getting eliminated pretty quickly, but then eliminating most of Judgment Day, it worked. Like all that stuff really worked, and the women did a very good job too. Like there was some, you know. Monkey Wrench is thrown into that thing in terms of like just some unexpected. I think Michelle McCool was like added days before the Rumble. Mm. I think Nia Jax, the downside of that was that they botched the countdown and announced her early. Uh, mm-hmm. But having Stars, ele- you mean to go on, I guess. Yeah. And so, but having, <laughs> having a bunch of people eliminate her was smart, right? Like the way Becky Lynch got eliminated by Bailey, you have a storyline on Raw. Like I think they just did a really good job of making mm. sure that. Nobody was angry with the results. And typically with the Rumble, that's what people do. They beef over the fact, oh, how could this person been so eliminated so quickly? This was so stupid, blah, blah. I don't didn't hear much of that mm. coming out of the pay-per-view, which is pretty mm. rare. I think WWE did a really good job there. I think uh, they should get some credit for that because this can be difficult matches to book. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and what I will say was the the final two segment. What I loved about the men's rumble, I will talk about the women's rumble a bit too in a sec. But what I loved about the men's rumble the most was that that final two segment when it came down to Cody and Gunther, they basically just had a match. They mm-hmm. just had like a regular match, but you know, uh, but by you had to win by throwing someone over the top rope. But yeah, when I feel like that, I I I didn't see how long it went for, but it felt like that final two segment between Gunther and Cody went for like fifteen minutes. I would say maybe. Could yeah, I'm not, I don't know if it was that long or not, but it definitely felt like the longest thing in that match because everything else, else happened so quickly. Right. Uh, but yes, they did. They went at each other for at least a few minutes. Like it was, and then, it was like a match. No complaints for the winners either. I think Rhea, I think Rhea, it came down to Rhea and Liv. Um, and either one of those would have been really, would have been great. Um, and then, yeah, Cody winning. I, you know, I, I think that makes sense. Um, so yeah, winners were good. Um, Rhea, yeah and then yeah Rhea Ripley winning I think was 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 some, I think they had multiple options for the women's rumble to be honest with you and I, I think ultimately they went with the the most right uh option there although I don't think anyone would have complained too much if Liv had won well and they've been they've been logical I I think this is intentional but who knows I mean the final four are now in an elimination chamber qualifying match yeah it's happening next like they made sure they dotted every I across every T. Like it's mm. just you don't see that all the time with WWE. They just don't mm-hmm. do that, right? They certainly tend... there's a lot of more logical thing, a lot, lot of more logical and con- sort of consistent booking decisions happening at the moment. And I and yeah, I think that is, you know, not to you know blow smoke up his ass too much, but it does seem like Triple H is, uh, you know, uh, stamp putting his stamp on. Yeah. on the booking. I mean, he, he just seems to be aware of common sense. Mm-hmm. Right. He just seems to understand that continuity matters. Right. Like that there there's a reason that you do something. Mm, and yeah. if you want to tell a story, set it up like mm-hmm. that's all you got to do. It's not it's it not. You're right. I don't think you need to give huge props to Triple H for doing that. You just have to look back and go, why doesn't anybody else? Didn't anybody else do this? It just didn't right. make any sense that people missed ignored that part of this mm-hmm. whole equation for the longest time. And then he's finally said, why are we ignoring this? Like mm-hmm. we can really set this up. 
to make sure that it makes sense tomorrow when we announce this match or that in a week when we have Oscar and Nikki Cross and all these people in this match that we're like, yeah, of course they were the final four people in the Royal Rumble. Let's put them in the shit in the qualifying match. They've earned mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. it just makes sense, right? It's just yeah. whatever. I think the downside of the pay-per-view for me was Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. I just didn't think this match really gave us much. Uh, nah. There was really no expectation that Alexa Bliss was going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. They really sort of just threw it in there. Um, Almost would have rather they not have put it on the card, to be totally honest with you, if that was the way they were going to treat this match. Mm. Um, I still don't have a clue what Uncle Howdy has to do with anybody or mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. Uh, but the tease is still there that Alexa... I, I don't even think, and you were right last week when we talked on the show, that you were like, I promise everybody, nobody knows what's happening with Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah. Bray Wyatt said it. He said it in the meeting or in a, in a press conference. Yeah, yeah well, and in a, <laughs> an interview he did with, uh. oh shoot, who was it that he was talking to? Um, anyway, prior to the Royal Rumble, he's they asked him about the street. He's like, I don't really know where this is going. And that's the beauty of Triple H. We just go as we go. Mm. And he's like, talks about Alexa. Bl- he says he's never bringing the Fiend back. He's never bringing the Bray Wyatt Hawaiian shirt guy back. Uh, Alexa Bliss is the closest that anybody's ever going to get to the old Firefly Funhouse Fiend character. So clearly something's happening with Alexa Bliss in this. But he's just like, that's just what it is. It kind of sucks, but that's the way that it goes. Um, so something's happening with her. We don't know what, but they still haven't tied it all together. And they certainly didn't do that in the Wyatt match. Either. Mm, yeah. In the, in the mountain dew pitch black match. Yes. Which, like I said, it was just basically just turn on all the black lights, paint everything neon and let's paint some faces and see what happens. I yeah. mean, it was a cool little gimmicky spectacle, much better uh-huh. than that zombie thing, but yeah. the match didn't really give us much. Like it was, nah. and this storyline didn't tie anything together. Right. How yeah. he jumps off the state or the, whatever that thing's called, the trusts or, mm. uh, and then the Firefly Funhouse real life people are back, right? Mm, what, mm-hmm. what, I don't know what any of this means, but I will say that match, uh, yes, that match kind of sucked. And like, I, I've, I've said this before on, with the Bray Wyatt situation, it is all style over substance. And I think that was epitomized in this Mountain Dew pitch black match where it looked, it looked fun, kind of funky, but it, there was no substance to it. It didn't really yeah. mean anything. And I do like, um, I do like LA Knight and I think he's been sort of, yeah he's taken the he's sort of like running with whatever they give him and, and handling it really well um but i will say my you know i was watching this my wife was sitting next to me and she was playing the nintendo switch and the only time she paid attention to the screen was during this match because it looked kind of cool so yeah uh yeah <laughs> well there's a place for it don't get me wrong there's certainly mm-hmm. a place for it uh in wwe in sports entertainment mm-hmm. you know like doing these kinds of matches is not the worst thing that they could do what and I think LA Knight's going to move on from this. I think he presented himself during this feud as somebody that WWE is going to like. And I think they separate him from, from Wyatt pretty quickly and they give him another direction to go and he'll be just fine. What I'm more concerned about, like you'd mentioned, is just what what is the Wyatt stuff? Like, is this just him coming up with ideas and them coming up with ideas a couple weeks in advance and go, okay, well, let's produce this for next week and then we'll go and we'll see. And like, tell a story, any story, mm, some mm-hmm. kind of story, right? Do it with the match, great. But for the first one back and for him to be involved in it and stuff, it was really like an excuse to put on another mask. You know, it was just a, I don't know what it all means, but I guess we'll find out on Friday because I'm assuming he'll be on the show and they'll potentially give us a tease. They'll tie it all together, but they probably won't. So we'll see. Hmm. Uh, What about Raw? Let's get jump into that really quickly. There were a couple of big developments. Carmella's back. Rick Boogs is back. Um, Chelsea Green starts her little Karen gimmick, which mm-hmm. is the whole idea of her being never satisfied with anything that anybody does for her, so she's going to flip out all the time. Right. Um, I don't know what else happened on the show. There was 
Yeah, uh, the Cody promo at the top of the show I thought yeah. was was pretty solid. Um and it is I'm I'm glad I'm glad and glad for him that um the crowd does seem to be behind him, right? I um unless I was unless I was misreading. No, I think they are. I just yeah. I think it's not that it was a good crowd last night. Like I think they were cheering for a lot of stuff and they were you deserve it and all this other stuff. I'm just a little bit worried that if not booked correctly and if Cody doesn't come across the right way over the next month and a half that this whole uh all the momentum he built up from wrestling with that injury against seth rollins it only is going to last for so long mm. and these cheers that are really loud right now might start fading a little bit and people mm. will be like yeah i don't know if we can get behind this guy with the suit who talks big words and you know like i just wonder like i, I don't i want to say i like cody a lot i love what he's doing for wwe coming back from AEW. I like his character. I think he's the right guy to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I just hope that they can find a way to make sure he maintains this level of excitement. And then people are really into him being that guy mm. and that it doesn't fade away because mm. um, so they, if they can book it right, I think it's a gold line, but yeah. they got to book it right. And that's, that's my biggest concern for Cody is that one slip up here and you're going to lose some momentum in a major way. Um. Yeah, I agree. And then another thing was the Gable Rollins match, which that um, was so good. Yeah, really good, really, really good stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's there. There was a time where getting a where there was a long period of time in WWE where having a match between two two guys this good didn't necessarily mean that you were going to have a good match, especially on Raw. Uh, I feel like we're kind of getting past that now, right? I feel like on Raw SmackDown, if we get a matchup between to work to technically gifted workhorses like Seth Rollins, like Chad Gable. Um, we're probably more than likely going to get a decent, uh, you know, an above average match, like a good match. Do you think they're moving Otis and Chad Gable away from each other? Like there was that tease with the maximum male models last night on raw where they were like, it seems like what's her face wants to sort of make over Otis. And they're the two guys are like, Oh, he's so disgusting. And she's like, he's mm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Like they want to do this makeover of Otis. And I'm wondering if it ties into the maybe the idea that Triple H or whomever sees Chad Gable as maybe another Kurt Angle, where they're kind of like, this guy, it's just, he's too good. Like, mm. we need to at some point give him a run as a singles competitor and let him have those matches where you can believe him as the mm. amateur guy that can wrestle out of like in a phone booth. And I just wonder, like, I don't know that it's the right time to split up Alpha Academy because they are quite over and they're starting to become baby faces a little bit. But, uh, Gable's so good. <laughs> like, yeah, and he's Otis amazing. Is, he's incredible. A, a, Otis is, is perfect for that kind of maximum male models makeover storyline gimmick, right? He can make mm-hmm. that work. Yeah. So maybe this is the time you do that. I don't know. Like, it's it's interesting, but I, I hope they haven't do ruined Chad Gable by having him lose so much. But that match showed that you don't need a ton of time to really make a statement. And mm-hmm. they did very a lot in like eight minutes. And mm-hmm. It was really good. That was yeah. good. Um, the there was no mention of Nia Jax on Raw, so people are now all of a sudden speculating that maybe she's not back full time. I guess we'll find out on SmackDown what's happening mm. here. The mm. creepy Oscar promo with Carmella. What did you make mm. of that? Why, that's pretty cool. Oscar got a good pop at the Rumble. Yeah, I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's back. We talked about her a little bit on the podcast a few weeks ago when she was teasing sort of, when she was teasing the sort of Karna clown character. Um, glad she's back. She's great. Um, I'm glad Carmella's back too, right? I think there is a place for the, on this roster for for some for a character like Carmella. Yeah, I like um, bringing the old gimmick back too. Right, bringing her back as a heel after some of the stuff that's been going on in her personal life is a little uh, 
interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's good enough to to have the crowd boo her no matter what. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy that they're both back for sure. I think the biggest loser, there were two losers for me uh, on Raw on Monday. Rick Boogs, I thought this isn't going to work. <laughs> this character mm-hmm. coming down and air guitar in his way to the ring and dancing all crazy and stuff. I think we're going to find out very quickly that Rick Boogs as a singles act doesn't work the way that they sort of had him with Shinsuke Nakamura. Not that I would put him back with Nakamura, but I don't think this is going to go very far. Um, I get the Elias vibes from Rick Boogs uh, with his return. And I don't necessarily love that they stuck uh, qualifying matches with the Street Profits, you know, mm. splitting Montez Ford and Angelo Dog. Both guys can wrestle like crazy, but you got a lot of singles guys on this roster who could have done something and you know Montez Ford and Angel Dawkins should probably be in the tag title conversation. So mm. I, I don't I didn't love that. But for the most part, I thought Raw was was pretty decent. I'm I'm excited about SmackDown to see what developments come out of the Rumble um to see where we're going with that on Friday. Mm, yeah. I concur. Yeah. So overall, uh I thought Rumble was good. Raw was pretty good follow up. I'm curious to see what happens with SmackDown and uh, who's back, who's not back. I'm assuming we'll probably see some returns on Friday SmackDown because they brought out a couple new faces on Raw. So we should probably expect that. A- anybody that you're uh, you're excited to see with a storyline moving forward for SmackDown now that Rumble's on its way and or done and we're headed towards WrestleMania, anybody that you think is going to stand out in that regard? Um, yeah, good question. I mean, we know... Well, we didn't really talk about Rhea Ripley choosing Charlotte. Yeah, she'll have a response uh, for sure. Yeah, and so that yeah, I'm sure we'll hear from Charlotte. And I think so. We, they already had a WrestleMania match for the NXT title, which Charlotte won. I, yes. I really think it would be a mistake to have her win this one for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm intrigued to see where that goes. Maybe Rhea shows up on SmackDown. Um, yeah. That, other than that, yeah. I mean, just we'll get a lot of Bloodline stuff. I'm sure Sammy will be true, on the show. Yeah. Um, yep. Kevin Owens will probably be on the show. Roman, I don't know if he's going to be on the show or not, but uh, we're certainly going to get a response and some because they didn't talk about it at all on Raw, right? Like right, they, yeah. they they showed the highlights of it and they kind of rehashed what happened, but there was nobody from the Bloodline, no Sami Zayn, no Kevin, nobody was on Raw, so mm-hmm. we know that they're going to be addressing this on on Friday. So that'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see what direction this heads and if they're building up Elimination Chamber like right away. That'll mm-hmm. be that'll be curious. All right. Well, that was good. Let's end it there. We'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll probably pop another podcast out here right away talking about some news and speculation and what we're expecting and hearing on the road to WrestleMania uh, right away. But for everybody else who listened, we appreciate you doing so. Uh, please do download, subscribe, rate the podcast, go on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. It's awesome. Share this with other people. Check out thesportser.com with Norman and I and others are writing material every day. Uh, make sure that you check out the articles and, and join us for that as we get to the biggest pay-per-view of the year because it's exciting time if you're a wrestling fan. Um, plus, we got AEW Dynamite. We haven't even talked about that and all yeah. that stuff that comes with it. So we'll talk about that in the next one too. Norman, thank you very much. Uh, for everybody else, another edition of the Sports Show. Talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.